Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a life tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean. My name's Will, and we've got a great conversation lined up for you today. Jessica Jean, before we dive into our interview later, I have a question for you. Oh? Do you ever spend time just sitting with a good cup of tea and, and pondering all the thoughts and opinions other people have about you? <laughs> Ooh, very specific there. Um, I would have to say no. It's usually with a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, uh, I would say yes. Sometimes I do think about that and I'm learning to start asking Jesus what he thinks about me. Mm. I've spent a lot of time over my life worrying about what other people think about me or what they even want me to say or how they want me to be or what they want me to do. And I've neglected expressing myself or using my own voice and saying what I want to say or speaking up for what I believe. Um, so, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true of all of us to some degree. And our conversation today is with Chelsea Hangel, who's going to talk a bit about this theme of finding your voice, finding that authenticity in Christ. Uh, so I'm really excited to share that. Yeah. Is there anything that we should know about Chelsea? Well, Chelsea is part of the By Design crew, which is a group of entrepreneurs that are focusing on giving people the skills to uh, live and, and achieve their dreams. So Chelsea's a, a strong and loyal freedom fighter by design. Chelsea's a writer committed to finding the words to express the deepest questions and struggles of our hearts while always remaining in hope. She's a treasure hunter by nature and loves to tell faith stories. As a writer, singer-songwriter, worship leader, speaker, and mother of three sons, Chelsea is a cheerleader, encouraging others to live life courageously, taking the risks they were designed to take. And she's going she's gonna to bring us through her story today about um, her journey and what that looked like to fight for authenticity. Let's dive in. All right, so today I'm joined by Chelsea Henkel. Hey, it's so nice to be here today. Glad to have you. I'm excited to hear what you have to share about. Um, but just to clue our listeners in, often how we arrive at our, our topics and our subjects, we want to dig out of each of our interviewees uh, some of the significant messages that have been formed in their lives. It's not just, uh, Chelsea, talk to us about, uh, here's something I picked out of a, a, a hat. It's what has God done in your life? Often there's these shaping or significant experiences that we can look back to that make up who we are today because of how God met us through those experiences and how he showed up uh, becomes a part of our life message. So Chelsea, what are, what are you going to share with us today? I think, you know, the message comes from my heart in the place of, you know, authenticity. I feel like, you know, that journey to authenticity is different for each person. Yeah. 
And for me, it was all about just, you know, being okay with the messiness of it all, because sometimes, you know, we're not okay with that. So yeah, if only our listeners saw some of the back end process of creating these podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, we always see the finished product, right? Yeah. I love even before we pressed record, you just shared with me some of your process in coming to this uh, mm-hmm. podcast today. Mm-hmm. Even to share with our listeners, um, the, the real here. Oh, exactly. Like, you know, we, we all have the tapes that play in our head about like not being able to do it. You know, what is this? What do I have to share? You know, all those questions that I think so many of us have when we're doing something new, right? And so it's, you know, I was thinking of like all the ways I could get out of this, <laughs> how I could like fake a cold or, you know, I've been having back issues lately. So it's like, oh, my back's acting up again. Well, <laughs> I can't quite make it tomorrow. <laughs> but isn't that just, you know, it's just true about like whatever we launch ourselves into the yeah. millions of excuses that can come up to stop us. Right. Totally. I love that theme of authenticity and I, I feel like you demonstrate it really well. I, I, I don't detect an ounce of, of pretension or, or facade in, in my interactions with you at least. But I think that uh, we can lead an inspiring life, but if we don't show people the process, mm-hmm. then they don't often learn how to get there. And it just becomes, oh, you know, she's a dynamic, uh, she's a dynamic voice, but you know, I'm not. And yeah. I can't see. <laughs> it wasn't such a clean road to get from where you were. Yeah, it's usually like in the bathroom before, like crying out to God <laughs> saying like, I have nothing. Like you have to give me something here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so you're in a process and... Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. But uh, take us back to the beginning of your journey. Help us understand how you've kind of made the process the the understandings the revelations that you've come to yeah well um I grew up in a really amazing Christian home um my family was you know they're all very dynamic people very powerful and you know definitely have a lot to say all the time <laughs> which is great but as a middle kid you know shout out to all my middle kids out there yeah um it's it can be hard sometimes to be seen when you are not that person to like speak your mind and to yeah. share your opinions and share your heart and what you believe. Um, so through my experience growing up, I kind of got lost in um, in that process of like just kind of stopped sharing what I thought about things and kind of retreated a lot mm. and you know, became a good listener in the sense of like always listening to everybody else. But I think in that process, um, I became very internal as far as like keeping my feelings and my thoughts and what I believed, you know, inside. And that can be kind of a messy experience when you don't quite know how to process everything on your own. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely retreated a lot in my childhood. And not to blame any, you know, stronger personalities out there, but it just kind of was my experience. Mm-hmm. So, And I love what you said earlier, um, the voice in your head, that there is this voice in your head that really interprets our situations. And despite mm-hmm. the best in- intentions of the people around us, mm-hmm. that we can still carry these 
warped narratives. Yeah. And I think the lie that that came through that experience was like, I don't have a voice, you know, and that I'm not seen and I'm not heard. And um, so as a kid going through that, you know, you kind of process that on your own. And and I see it in my own family. I see it with my middle kid, too. It's like, you know, when when somebody sees them and thinks that they're fine, you know, you don't really ask them questions like they just seem happy and fine all the time but what is really going on I think you know being able to draw that out is a skill that I I'm still having to learn even having gone through the experience right myself so I'm a younger youngest of two myself and I can totally relate Mm -hmm. my my uh grandfather my father my brother the the winter family uh we have a very firm grasp on on our um perspectives and we're not afraid to to share it with you yeah um but i i definitely can really learning how do i find my voice in the midst of this exactly. this is not just a um a middle child issue or a youngest child issue there's all sorts of things in our lives that can uh shut us down and we need to get those thoughts out there we need to mm-hmm. process we need to um stand up for ourselves we need to fight for our voice but exactly um, but you're here and you're you're growing up. What does that look like um, through your adolescence and through? Um... Yeah, well, I found myself like um, going through high school, kind of feeling similar, like kind of watching from afar and, and feeling rejected at times. And, you know, all those feelings that you go through as a teen. And then I went to Bible school and we were really like seeing a move of God on our campus, like crazy um it was a very conservative bible school so you know they were the kind of bible school that had like red and blue sidewalks like it was just like very conservative so going there like the the red and blue for (laughs) girls and boys on different (laughs) sides right it was like that's kind of what their background was yeah yeah so anyways i didn't go at that time but when i went you know it was very conservative so you know, there was a bunch of us that kind of came together that were a little bit more wild. And we had some ideas. We wanted to start a church service in the sportsplex. And so we all got together and, and came up with the idea. And um, this new pastor came in and he was all for it. So I found myself like launching out into worship at that time. And, you know, Holy Spirit was moving very like strongly and incredibly. And it was probably a whole year of just like seeing the Lord move in that, on that campus in a different way than they'd experienced. And it was scary to them. Right. So I understand now, but, um, there came a point where the pastor just shut everything down. And I remember like, just feeling like, okay, there it is again. You know, I am, moving, I'm using my voice, I'm singing out things, you know, and I'm feeling the Holy Spirit in a really awesome way and God's doing so much and then it's just like shut down. Mm. So it's like that experience again, right? It's just like plays on the lies of like, you don't have a voice, you know, shut up. Yeah. Be quiet. And I remember facing this like time in my life, it was like two months of physically just completely burnt out, exhausted in my bed, not being able to get out of bed. And my dad, it was like two months of that, like just complete depression. And I didn't really know about the whole mental health thing at the time. It was just like this wounding that happened, I think in that situation. 
that was like so deep, it was like breaking my heart. And so how it manifested was me in bed and my dad came and he prayed for me and, and God totally delivered me from that place. Um, and I was able to like go back to normal life. But I, I feel like that, that was definitely an experience that kind of, you know, stabilized what I was already believing about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the, the things we're taught in Sunday school, the theologies and, and concepts of our faith, but it's, it's really our interpretation of our experiences mm-hmm. that sticks with us. And that's why so many people say, uh, I, I know it in my head, but in my heart, I have trouble believing it. Exactly. And it's like, you know, people of faith as well. You kind of expect them to like have your back and like be there for you and see you rise up and lift you up and like support you. Like you have all, you know, I'm very idealistic in that way. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, everybody's going to like be my biggest fan. <laughs> but it's not really reality, right? Yeah. So... Through that experience, it was it was definitely wounding a wounding that happened that I felt like I actually it took me like ten years to like start worshiping again, and it's wow. only been recently where I felt like this you know thing on my voice has finally like broken free. Yeah, and and yeah, there was there's been another situation that happened about three years ago where. It was kind of the same thing, and I just had to, like, walk through it um, in order for that healing. I find when you're, like, helping people or your desire is to, like, help people break through things, right? You're, like, wanting that so bad. Yeah. But then you haven't broken through what you need to break through. Yeah. And so... You know, my sister and I, we started by design and, and that, that was our intention. It was a company that we wanted to help people like break through and be who they're designed to be. And it's so awesome. And we're going to be their cheerleaders and whatever. Um, But through that whole process, we realized like, oh man, there's some stuff here that we have to deal with. And if we truly want to help people break free, then there's some things that we need to break free from. That's good. So, yeah, uh, I I came to this point in my life about three years ago that I went through a crisis of, again, and it was, it was like a heartbreaking situation where, um, where I just couldn't hide anymore. I think, like, I couldn't hide how I was feeling. You know, a lot of times in this Christian life, we just, like, stuff pain or, like, we stuff things because we want to appear like a beautiful package in <laughs> front of everyone. We don't have those. You know, like dress up for church, look nice, you know. You can argue Say as long as you stop before <laughs> you arrive in the church parking lot on Sunday. Yeah. I remember going to this church like the when I met Adam, my husband, and <laughs> everyone was like, oh, you have a great smile. So it's like, that's what we did. We just smiled all the time. We looked nice. We did everything I'm right. I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. <laughs> we volunteered five days a week. You know, like we hit all the boxes and check, 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 check. Yeah. But uh, I mean, how my thoughts and my feelings and my beliefs and all of those things were very like shoved down. And I came to a point in my life where a situation happened and 
I was like, okay, really desiring to walk in truth mm-hmm. and like integrity and be authentic and share my heart and share my feelings. And yeah, the situation just kind of like brought me to my knees again. It's kind of the same situation where I was in that two month depression. I was there again and I was like, okay, Lord, you know, hoping for a great deliverance again in two months, but that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, God, I'm looking at my watch here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It was a day by day kind of thing of just like, allowing the Lord to heal me from the inside out and to be in that place where everything was a mess. How my relationships were a mess. I couldn't fix it. Uh, You know, I had shared what I felt to share. Nothing changed. Um, My heart was broken in the process. And... I, my health was actually deteriorating and I didn't have energy or strength. And I was just like in that place of desperation being like, okay, I can't go on like stuffing my feelings or when I'm feeling this like injustice, I can't just, you know, say, oh, it's fine. I'll just like go on and forget about it and like pretend that you know, just pretend that these friends are like my best friends again. And, you know, like that was kind of how I survived in life. Yeah. And even uh, through, you know, that painful experience at Bible school, like I just kind of stuffed it. I didn't necessarily process those feelings at that time. So it's like there was layers. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't just this one experience. It was just like this one experience brought back everything of like how I was coping and I wasn't truly, you know, being the real me. And even with my voice and like being released in worship, it wasn't, you know, there was definitely something that was <laughs> keeping me down, I mm-hmm. guess, and keeping me quiet and... And so, yeah, it it was a process of like three years of very like high, high anxiety, anxiety attacks. I went through. Um, yeah, it was like an experience that I went through alone that nobody really could understand. Or you feel that you feel like you're alone in it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God was so present through that time. And it was like, you know, there's no quick fixes here, Chelsea. It's like. I am going to walk with you day by day through this until you find your voice again. Hmm. How did going through that impact your relationship with God? Um, yeah, you know, like you kind of think you have to be a certain way for him to love you. And you don't really realize that that's your, your belief. But if you're always kind of like fixing yourself up, and like stuffing your feelings and like worshiping because you feel like you have to do that, but it's not like from this authentic real place where yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't feel like worship, but I'm going to worship my way out of it. Yes. That does work sometimes, <laughs> but I feel like there's this intimacy that can happen when we bring our feelings to God and say, you know, like this is what I'm going through and you're here and you're present with me and and you're going to walk me through it. I remember like being in my bed with Adam and it was like, 
we were so broken at that time and we just put good good father on and it was like god just like came into the room and we wept together and it was like that song has such a greater meaning now yeah because of that experience we were going through like god was so present with us walking us through he wasn't saying like you know it's all going to be fixed tomorrow and you're going to have these relationships back that you love and you're going to have you know this resolved he was just saying like i am <laughs> your ever-present help in times of trouble and i'm here and i see you and i hear you and like i'm okay with all this yeah you know I'm okay with you guys not being okay. I'm okay <laughs> with, you know, you lying in bed for a while and like resting, you know, and in that place of rest, you know, I remember reading or listening to the song, like one foot in front of the other, the one that Brian or Brian Johnson, Jen's, yeah, Brian Johnson One wrote. of those hit songs. Jen's husband. Is that Brian? I yes, think so. that's Brian. Yes. He wrote a book about his, um, what he went through with anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And he, they wrote that song, One Foot, or Jen wrote yeah. that song, One Foot in Front of the Other. And I played it every day. Oh. I and think the, the book, if anyone's interested, is called When God Becomes Real. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a good book. And, and I think that's what it was for me. It was like that intimate relationship of like God seeing me, seeing me for me <laughs> you know seeing me for me yeah and i didn't have to be in that little tidy package of amazing christian perfection <laughs> that we all strive for or some of us strive more than others <laughs> to attain we're learning to get that out of our system <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so or so yeah just being in that place of like he loves me for me and I can be wide open, wounded, broken, mess. And I'm still loved by God in that place. And he's going to take me through this. And just walking day by day out of that, I remember um, just being on a run and listening to Glorious Day. And I just heard God say, like, okay, Chelsea, like, you don't have to be in this season forever. And I, I've healed you now. And it's time to walk out of that and take off those grave clothes now mm. and be new again. And even just like with my voice, because I kind of always felt like this pressure on my voice is when I started to sing out what God was speaking to me. Yeah. And even in the physical, that was released as well. Wow. So you felt a, a tangible physical shift in, in your voice and your... Exactly. Wow. So, you know, that mighty deliverance, you know, that, that place where it's like, okay, three years of being in that valley, but God will bring us out of that. And how beautiful that is to like be in that process with him and trusting him daily yeah. for what you need. And it doesn't matter how long that process is going to take. He's going to use that to, you know bring people to you or like mm -hmm. bring that purpose. Yeah. I think of so many things that are rotating around my life that I want fixed. Like 
yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you told me, well, this is going to take five, seven, 10, 15 (laughs) years to work out, I do not get excited. (laughs) No. But um, even for you to share the fruit of that experience, what has that revelation and that time with God, um, how has that impacted the way you show up for your kids, your family, for the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing because, like, my name means harbor. And my dad, you know, he's always spoken that into me. Chelsea, you're such a harbor for people that, you know, are in pain and that need, you know, shelter or need to come in and, like, have safety and feel that, you know, that security and you know, now I feel like I'm living that out in so many ways, like even ex- expressing vulnerability, like when you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. when you're going through those hard times. Like I was always kind of afraid to share that with people because it's too much sometimes. Like I feel so deeply sometimes it's like, okay, Chelsea, you know, like, <laughs> this is too much, <laughs> you know, don't share this. But at the same time, the times that I've been like really real and open with people, even in Facebook posts or what I'm going through at the time, that's when all the messages come in and it's like they can, you know, they receive so much from you being in that place of weakness. Mm-hmm. It's like just what God says is like, you know, when we are weak, he is strong. And that's what we truly want, right? Yeah. We truly want to be in that humble childlike position where we're like, okay, God, use me. You know, like, I don't want to be in my ego or trapped in, you know, what I think is the right way or whatever. We want the Lord to like really take our lives and make something amazing with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that comes through just being weak. Yeah. <laughs> A weak vessel. Oh, cracked vessels, <laughs> yeah. broken vessels. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, people are coming to me and asking me like how how I did this and how I did this. It's like now they really want to hear from my life because I'm not just like this object of perfection Yeah, that they can't relate to. Totally. So even for my son, Luke, like I see him now in such a different way where I'm like... Know, I want to hear what you're thinking and feeling and I have to kind of like draw it out of him but it's like giving people a voice that you know they might need a little bit more prodding yeah but they are thinking s- such amazing things too just because they're not speaking doesn't mean they're not yeah they don't have something to share right I, I love um it reminds me of, of Joseph who said what you meant for evil God meant for good and how God can take these circumstances in our lives, the rejection that we feel, the uh, hardships, the betrayals, etc., and he now processes them with you and you become an agent of change or you become the solution to that problem in the lives of those around. Mm -hmm. Like with your your son or with people just out in the world through your platforms. Um, what, What advice would you give people who do feel locked up? who do feel like they don't have a voice or Mm -hmm. uh, they feel shut down. Yeah. I mean, I would just say launch yourself out there (laughs) into the deep end. No, I would just say for me, like even, even kind of like formulating what I believed. Cause you know, when you start sharing, you're like, you feel like you're, you don't even know the ABCs about 
like communication or whatever. Like sometimes I'm just like, even with my husband, I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not know how to communicate what I'm feeling with you. Yeah. Um. So this is how I feel, and I'm I'm getting some help in that area from a coach. Um. But it's like just starting, and and that's the thing about the messiness, right? Not yeah. being not being afraid of making a mess. Yeah. And I think with Facebook, I just kind of like threw it out there. I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm dealing with this, blah, 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 blah. And then more would come as I would start. And then, you know, just making posts. Because I was like, I can't be a speaker. I mean, through by design, we like kind of threw everyone into a speaking role. <laughs> 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 we're like, we're getting over this fear, right? And um, <laughs> so I was like, how am I going to speak be a speaker if I can't even like, like I don't even know what I think yeah and so I started on Facebook just writing little posts and that's kind of how I started and then more would come and I'd get inspired and then I started writing longer posts and then people would you know I got there what they were thinking and you know it just kind of I feel like you just have to start and I, I think sometimes it's like you know we think we have to be this polished even starting a business or whatever, we have to be this professional. Totally. Right when we start. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to be that? We're holding ourselves to that standard and it's inhibiting. Like exactly. you just, I can't even, I freeze. Exactly. And then you don't do anything. Yeah. And then you just procrastinate, procrastinate, you know, like get busy with other <laughs> things. You know, I know, the, I know the whole wrote very well myself. oh goodness I'm, but it was that's my story i i relate so much to what you've been sharing exactly. just about the inner challenges i think that this touches people in in some aspect no matter no matter how outgoing or extroverted you might feel or be seen as there's part of us that is crying in the inside to be let out there's this mm-hmm. voice or this opinion or this hurt that needs to come out and mm-hmm. that's what we're we're dealing with and so just to feel like okay i can start i can put one foot forward and even this podcast this is a a baby and i'm i'm definitely feeling super self-critical of how Mm -hmm. i'm processing and Mm -hmm. and editing and creating it and i know people will love it that's the thing you know you share your your vulnerabilities uh with the right people Mm -hmm. but you find that you're often met with acceptance instead of the rejection that you felt you'd be met with. Exactly. And to know it's okay just to put that, you know, one sentence post on Facebook to start with. Yeah. Or paragraph, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, you see, you you see the professionals and then you see the people that are just copying the professionals. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing where I want people to know that God wants them like and that that was the thing that I had to go through is like God wants me Chelsea in my mess you know whatever it looks like it's okay yeah because I'm not supposed to be my sister or I'm not supposed to be my mom or I'm not supposed to be like this may be bold out there like amazing speaker but maybe there's something else that is in my heart that he wants. And it's like just allowing yourself to accept who you are and not trying to be anyone Wow! because God doesn't want, you know, a John Maxwell copycat. (laughs) He wants a Will Winter. Oh, 
Really? Yes, he does. Oh, and there's nobody you. that's like you. There's no one. Yeah. And so there's no pressure. And that's the thing. Like we can just like relieve ourselves of that. Yeah. It was like John Maxwell was talking to one of these guys that was saying like, John, I want to be where you are. Like, I want to do what you're doing. I want to do exactly what you're doing. That's my dream. Yeah, yeah. that's my dream. And John was like, well, are you willing to go through what I went through to be here? And each person's journey, I feel, is like so different. We all have different things that God's going to take us through. But just that journey into, you know, who we're designed to be, I feel like that is so personal to mm-hmm. us. And and it's he worked so much through that you know, depression and anxiety that I went through and like, and coming into like, what do I believe about certain things? And what do I want? What are the people I want to surround myself with? What's the kind of like clarity of vision I want to have for, you know, my business, my finances, you know, all of these like things that I wanted to happen without all the pain Yeah, happened on the other side through all that. It's a part of the process. Exactly. That, that word that we all love. <laughs> I think uh, if I could cut words out of my vocabulary, they'd be words like process or journey or, oh, oh I just I want the destination. <laughs> but Exactly. I, I really appreciate your encouragement and your story just to be reminded it's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. It is. And he's dedicated to us. Yeah. To taking us through that process and to he makes beauty out of it yeah and i'm just trusting him for the next step like i don't really know what what's next for me like but that's okay i don't have to figure it all out yeah one one day at a time <laughs> sweet a time. jesus that's all i'm asking <laughs> exactly. of you exactly uh, exactly is there anything else that you would like to um, to leave with our listeners today as a way of an encouragement or a truth, one thing that you'd want them to just take away from this conversation? Um, I would say like just, yeah, like to go through that process with God of being like fully seen, fully known, and like he loves you. He loves you so much mm-hmm. and he's going to lead us. He's going to be with us. He's going to take us through those hard things and just really, you know, show us the gold in the process of like on the other side, you know, we don't have to stay in those places of despair, or hopelessness or anxiety, like, or like mental illness even, but it's like taking us, trusting that he's going to take us through that. And he's going to make beauty out of it and Mm -hmm. a whole new person. And, and I love people so much in the sense of like, I love the uniqueness of each person. Like when they discover who they are, like there's just so much beauty Mm. in them. We need each person to function as a body. Like we need that authentic person. To come yeah. through. Can you, um, just as we wrap up, can you pray that over our listeners? Yeah. Whoever's listening would just receive a blessing and an impartation from what God has done in your life. 
Yes, Lord, we just thank you so much for each one of us. We thank you that you are committed to us. You're committed to our journeys. You're committed to us and the painful things we need to go through, God. That you will see us through to the other side. And we just pray for each person that's struggling right now, God, or that is, you know, feeling a fear of coming out into who you've designed them to be. Maybe they're afraid to like take that step of action and we just call them out into who you've designed them to be. Give them faith, give them hope, give them strength to make that first step. You know, as small as it might be, God, you say, you know, that that faith of a mustard seed will turn into something so incredible. And I truly believe as we take that one step towards, you know, using our voices or... um that step in, you know, having faith for a new business venture or having faith that we can do the impossible things, God, that you would just, you know, show us you're with us in that baby step, God, that we have all of heaven behind us, that as we launch forward into what you have, God, you are going to just make so much come out of that. And we love you, Father. We love you for who you are and for just being so committed to us and committed to our wholeness, committed to our healing. And we thank you that you're doing abundantly more than we could ask or think, more than we could imagine. As we just partner with you, partner with your spirit and your voice. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you for doing this. Hmm, There's so much to chew on in this conversation. I feel like one of the big things I'm taking away from it is just how Chelsea is talking about being herself in the midst of the journey. We're hearing about her journey and we've heard about the journey of some other people and that's naturally coming up as we ask people what their stories are. We want to hear about what they've gone through and how they've gotten to where they are today. But I think one important element of understanding our own personal journeys is understanding how to be ourselves in it. And we each have our own journeys. God takes us through different things and We are going to different destinations, maybe alongside each other, Mm -hmm. but it's going to look different for each and every one of us. And so I feel like understanding who God made us to be will help us through that journey even more. Totally. I I alluded to it in the conversation, just how much I um, struggle with the word journey, but that is our lives. It's not just a singular moment. Uh, Take a, a step back, take a bird's eye view and your life in the context of where God has taken you from, where God has taken you to, and who you choose to be in that story along the way. Hmm. What kind of, of character are you playing? And, and maybe not even what kind of character are you playing, but are you being yourself? Yeah. Not what character you're playing. What is your character? Yeah. Describe him. Who, who is he? Not who do other people see him as. And I think that it's totally um, such a key issue to our lives because there are so many things along the way, events, circumstances, 
uh, conversations, words that are spoken that can impact how we show up. And all of a sudden, we're withholding, we're stepping back. And maybe at one point in our life, we, we had to protect ourselves. Maybe there were legitimate reasons. Who knows why uh, each one of us holds that piece of ourselves back, but there's something in who God has created us to be that needs to needs to be shown off. Mm-hmm. When she uh, she brought God into her process, she brought God into her pain and allowed him to write that into her story so that she could show up for her son in a way that really um, changed his narrative. Mm, I love that. Like being aware of yourself helps you become aware of others and you can not only impact yourself for good, but it helps others. We need each other to be, we need to be our authentic selves for each other. Totally. To, to show up out of the experience and out of the, the place of, of inner struggle, inner triumph that God has worked in you and to allow that to rub off on, on the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a, a really, uh, inspiring and, and personally impacting conversation for me. And um, I'm really glad to, to be able to share this. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you want to learn more about Chelsea and the By Design crew, check out their website at liveitbydesign.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on the latest episodes. And you can also find us online at lifetree.ca or on Instagram at lifetree.church. As we say goodbye, we want to leave you with a question to ask Jesus. Jesus, if I showed up as my authentic self, what impact would it have on those around me? See you next time.